Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 56. We are focusing on Hebrews 11, verse 7, and our character, our person today is Noah. I think everybody, at least a lot of people, know the character of Noah, and um, so so it should be a very interesting conversation. Yes, it is a more familiar story to a lot of people. So, question for you. Yes. All right, so what what is the most significant natural disaster um, you've either experienced or witnessed? Okay, that's easy. Uh, in, I believe it was October 2007, a tornado went through Williamston. Oh, wow. And went essentially down our street. Uh, we were actually in bed at the time, but woke up to what they classically say that train sound. We're grabbing, all the kids were little, so we're grabbing the kids. I think by the time we got down to the basement, it had probably passed over because felt pressure change. Wow. But it's definitely something we look back on of God's protection. Like our mailbox was seven houses down the road from the front yard. The backyard, the swing set was through the neighbor's fence. And we're talking like a big solid swing set flipped over into into their yard. But our house itself, we lost some shingles, had some siding and screen damage, um, but nothing like some of the damage around us where a couple houses had to be torn to the ground and rebuilt. And it forever changed how I view the footage, you know, on the Weather Channel of those national. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. when you're standing there, and this was like a mild tornado compared to, you know, the Hurricane Ian or whatever, things like that that recently occurred. But that footage, when you're standing in the middle of it and turning around and seeing, you know, 360. Sure, sure. I, I'm like, oh my goodness, you, it, I never view those the same. Cause that's, that's the incredible. Destruction is, yeah. 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 It, it, it is a family milestone for us of wow. how God protected us. Wow. Well, for, for me, it, it, um, and again, nothing, nothing like that, but, um, but going without power for five days. Remember several years ago, oh, yeah, we had an ice time? storm yep, yes. right at Christmas, Christmas Eve. And um, we were without power for for about five days. Mm-hmm. And um, so we had to actually go to a hotel <laughs> and we showered at the Mac and because we didn't have uh, we didn't have water. Our car was kind of stuck. Uh, we had two cars, but one car was stuck in the garage because we couldn't get the garage door open. And so that that that's nothing like the tornado. But but again, living without some of the natural, normal yes. conveniences, yes. it's a natural disaster. When you can't shower in your, that's a natural disaster it's for fair. me. So. I agree. I am with you. I agree. So we're not talking about tornadoes and and ice storms. We're, we are talking about a natural disaster that God warned about in Scripture, and that is the story of Noah and the the flood. Yep. And um and so so we're talking about how Noah had faith. The writer of Hebrews says it was by faith that Noah uh, was able to respond to God and warn people and the and the like. So so let let's talk about what what is it that that this looks like for Noah? So what yeah. what were some of the things when you look at this passage um you see in Noah? Yes. So in Hebrews 11:7 gives us a 
really short synopsis of the story. The full story of Noah is in Genesis 6 through 8. But in that verse 7, it says, um, by faith Noah, after he was warned about what was not yet seen, which that not yet seen, I think is a very uh, under- descriptive phrase because it's not like <laughs> right right it wasn't just seen it was completely unheard of never i mean for where he lived right and never uh, experienced a rainstorm never experienced the yes, flood the climate the geography to say for god to say build an ark this gigantic boat where there is no water where you've never had rain like that not yet seen is a very is an understatement that's 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 like it almost sounds like crazy talk in a sense. And uh, I don't I don't know about you, but I don't know how I would respond to that. But that's the reason I guess I'm not in Scripture. Noah is yes. so because Noah responded to what God said. So. Yeah. And talk, like having no frame for yeah, no context for what he was asked to do. I mean, this that is the extreme. Noah is an extreme example of that. And yet he obeys like that. He yeah. does. He listens to what God says and he follows his instruction, even though it made no sense, even though he couldn't even picture what God said was coming. Yeah. Which is remarkable. Yeah. And and I think that when we look at all of these characters, as we're going to look at um, in, you know, in future episodes, it, it was this sense of God spoke and they heard and they obeyed, yeah. which is the, which is the essence of faith, right? Is that Whatever God says, because God is trustworthy, I can I can believe, number one, believe what he says, and then number two, obey what he says because I know he has uh, my best interest or he has our best interest at heart. And Noah, um, and Noah kind of lived, he lived that way, which is, again, um, as soon as he got the word, he began demonstrating his faith. Mm-hmm. And so, which which again, is how do you know you have faith? Is there is a demonstration of that faith. There is a sense of, I am going to actually begin to do what God says. And Noah actually does that. He begins building a boat. Yeah. Which, which again, I still find it incredible to, um, you know, to believe that he, he actually demonstrated what uh, what he believed. Yeah, so. and and as you pointed out, it was not because the command made sense, or but because he knew who God was. When it the rest of that phrase um, says that Noah was motivated by godly fear or reverent yeah. Yeah. fear or holy yeah. fear, depending on the version that you're looking at. It was because Noah understood God's authority, God's power, God's supernatural knowledge that was beyond what he could understand. And so that's why he obeyed. Not because it made sense right, to Noah's right, mind. It right. was his faith in the commander, not yeah, the command yeah. itself that's that a he good knew point. what to do. That's, that's so that's so good. Is um, I love the way you put that, is that he had faith in the commander, not so much in the seemingly crazy thing that God had asked him to do, the unthinkable thing, uh, but but Noah trusted God enough to actually uh, to actually respond. Okay, and can we camp out for a second on crazy, believing crazy things? <laughs> because yeah. there is a danger in that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for sure, Noah faced ridicule and such, and what he believed was crazy, but how do we know 
an idea that comes to our mind or someone that we're close to that it is from God. It's God's crazy idea and it's not the manufactured of my imagination or or something. How do you know? Yeah, that that's a that's a really really good question. Noah did not have the luxury of having scripture like we do. Right. So so he had to really trust God's voice. So so one way that we we get a sense of this is that Noah lived close enough to God to recognize his voice. Mm -hmm. John 10 talks about this, right? It says that my sheep know my voice. And so I think Noah camped out in the presence of God enough to know his voice, to know that that was the voice of God. Now, beyond that, we have the luxury of having scripture. So anytime we get a quote unquote crazy idea, um, the first thing we do is test it with scripture to see, um, to, to look and, and to see if God has said something like this before, that we're not breaking any moral laws. We're not breaking any of the, um, the, the laws that God has given us, the commands that God has given us. Um, for instance, if, you know, if, if you hear a voice that says, go rob a bank, and I know this is really, really kind of ridiculous, go rob a bank. We, we automatically know right. that that's mm. not from God yes. because there's there's clear evidence in Scripture, don't steal in the New Testament and, and the Old Testament and New Testament. But, but we can look at Scripture to see. I think we can, that the Spirit will affirm what God says. So we have the Spirit of God living inside of us as believers. And so the Spirit of God will confirm and affirm what God is saying. Mm -hmm. I, I think also we see all through Scripture, there is wisdom in a multitude of counselors. So if we are living in community and relationships, say, hey, listen, Carolyn and my small group, this is what I sense God might be saying I don't know. I want to test it. And for people in that group to say, yeah, that sounds just like God. So so I think there are a number of ways in which we can determine if God is speaking uh, in that way. Circumstances. And again, circumstances can be dangerous in and of themselves. But circumstances with the Spirit's affirmation, with the Word's affirmation in community, um, we began to see God has given us indicators that this mm -hmm. might be the direction that He's uh, that He's giving uh, a direction that He's given us, and so I, that's that's how I would respond to that um, because we we don't want to go off on our own um, with with our what we want, but we really do want to trust what God is telling us. Yeah. And, yeah. and God does speak to us. And, yeah. and as you said, primarily in his word, um, but he can speak to our specific situations. This is not a crazy idea, but it was one that at the time I thought, was that God or, you know, was that just my own idea? And it's, it's very simple, but it was um, years ago, teacher at my husband's school who I knew, but we were not friends, very acquaintance level, know each other names. She had a baby. And I, the idea came to my mind and really I felt like it was God giving it to me sure. to take them a meal. Like she didn't have a meal train set up. I didn't know if she had people, but I, I thought, God, was that from you? And it even felt a little presumptuous because I thought, is she going to think that's weird that Carolyn right. Kirsten exactly. is just bringing her a meal out of nowhere? But I thought, well, what is the harm? Like this is only a good and benefit. And if it's God, Great, then I obey. And if it's not, 
Well, they got, a, they got a meal. Well, I thought it's, it's not going to be hard. So, right, right. so I took them the meal. And she was very surprised. Like it was not expected. But I just thought, you know what, Lord, I don't, and I don't even know what that was about, or yeah. maybe how that met, you know, something that she needed. I mean, besides food. I mean, mothers of newborns will take food anytime for sure. But I thought, you know what, this is only to someone's benefit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. I don't know if it was from the Lord or not. Right, right. But it that that was another little marker that I sure. kept in a small situation. And and those are those are those moments I think we have to, um, you know, we you know, we, we do have to obey whether it is uh it feels weird or not. Um a similar story. Um uh so my, my dad was a big Green Bay Packers fan. And one year we bought him um, a Green Bay Packers leather jacket. It's really, really nice. And so when he passed away, uh, my brother gave me the jacket. And um, and one morning I I was in the bathroom washing my face, brushing my teeth. And I clearly sense the Lord saying, give that jacket to one of my good friends. His name is Ryan. And so I, it, it, it felt weird to to do that. Like he's from Wisconsin, big Green, Green Bay Packer fan. I'm not so much, but it was sentimental. My father's jacket. So, um, so I listened and obeyed, gave him the jacket, and um, just told him that I just sensed the Lord telling me to give you this jacket. He said, "This is very interesting." He said, "Because I did not have a coat." And um, and I was about to go to the Goodwill to pick up a coat. And so the fact that you gave me yeah. this jacket right now, it suggests that um, that that God provided for me in this moment. And so that was one moment where it was a weird thing. But I sensed that God was saying yes. And and again, if I was wrong, he has a Green Bay package, uh, right. Green Bay no package jacket, no harm. And yeah. and so so again, I think we. I think we have to be attentive to the spirit, one of our mm-hmm. values, mm-hmm. and and let God lead and direct us in um in 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 the in in that situation. Now we we've kind of gotten off track a little bit, okay. but but it's good. It's good. Yes. Um one of the one of the other things that I I love about this story is that that Noah's obedience impacted his entire family. Yeah. His entire family was saved because he heard and he obeyed God. And uh, and again, I, I think that when we take steps of faith, other people around us are impacted by our faith in a positive way, whether it's our family or whether it is people in our small group or people in our neighborhood or someone who was pregnant, who, yep. you know, meal, bringing a meal. I, I think little steps and moments of faith have the potential of impacting um, not only our immediate surroundings, but maybe even a future generation based on how we live. And so I think that was, again, just another thing that really impacted me. Yeah. And I th- I think that that reminds me of an important detail um, that we see in Genesis. Like this was a long obedience yeah, on yeah. Noah's part. Like God gives him the command to build the ark and it was probably 70 years in the making. So that- That's a I long mean, obedience. That is a long <laughs> obedience. And that is a lot of time to influence people yeah. as Noah, I'm sure, you know, people are passing by or whatever, like, what are you doing? And you're still doing this. And his family um, 
stuck with him. I mean, they were the only ones. Yeah. There were probably all kinds of people who, well, ultimately did not make it on that arc. And, uh, and so we see that, and I think we can imagine all of these opportunities that Noah sure. had to share why he was doing what he was doing. Yeah. And, and he did his part. He did, he did his part. And, and, you know, you, you kind of hinted at a little bit that can you imagine the ridicule yeah. that Noah must have faced because he's building an ark inland, um, never rained before, no flood, and he is doing this for 70 years. And after the first year, people are laughing. After the 10th year, people are You're laughing. Still doing it. Still- <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and yet it, it happened. The, the, the rains came and, um, which, which I, I think that the Texas people were condemned that, that felt yes. condemned. And again, I don't think Noah was necessarily condemning them, but I think his own obedience probably raised a little bit of self condemnation uh, in the people who were listening and who were watching. And I think that's something that even happens today when we live according to God's plan, we don't have to, we don't have to condemn people. We don't have to, um, you know, talk negatively about people, just simply do what God has said. And I, I think sometimes that our living that way sometimes can make people feel uncomfortable, but I think that's an opportunity for us to tell them about our faith, tell them about mm-hmm. what, what, uh, who God is and what Jesus has done. And so, um, so anyway, I, I just think that's another interesting concept that that's found in the text. Yes. Um, a fun detail about, particularly in the Genesis story that I think is fun to notice, God gave so many specific details about building the ark, the measurements, the wood, the so many details when you're reading through that. But what he said almost nothing about was how to get the animals on the ark, <laughs> which had to, well, that was no small task. I, I know, don't even I know. know. <laughs> which, so I just think that's kind of fascinating. God equipped Noah to do the part that he was responsible for, building the ark, getting the animals on there. That's God's part. That was God's part. Noah could trust him with that. Yeah. And I think that is very applicable to us too. Like God will equip us for what he has called us to do sometimes. And I for sure can be one of these who feels like they need to know all the details and all the plans before yeah, you take yeah, that yeah. first step. But Noah, he gets his, his uh, command, what he is supposed to do. And he steps into that by faith and God takes care of what God that is, is going that to is do. Such a, that is such a, um, I love that point. You, um, I I love that because, you know, you are super detail oriented to see the animals. But <laughs> but the fact that we're both not animal lovers, please don't call PETA yeah, on us. Right. And so <laughs> the fact that you notice that, I think that's really good. And the point that that comes from that is that God, uh, let's let God worry about the details. Uh, one last point that I want to make that I think is really interesting and, and we can turn the corner to see what we can believe about God and believe and even believe about ourselves is that. Noah's faith opened up a new world for him. Hmm. Once the rains receded, the flood, re- the flood waters receded, he experienced a new world. And I think for us, uh, we're we're looking for a new world. You know, once we die and we go to heaven, but I think right here, right now, which is a part of eternal life, that the moment we take steps of faith, 
I think brand new worlds are opened up to us. Yeah. Worlds of faith and peace and joy and um, and trusting God that God will light the next uh, the next step for us. And so so even when we're hearing and obeying, there, there is the potential of brand new worlds. Our eyes, our per, the perspective, uh, a new perspective has opened up to us to see that God is at work and he's inviting us to into this new world. And um, so that's, I, again, that's just another one of those that's details really that good. I, I That's I really love. good. So as we wrap up, what can we believe about God, ourselves and others from Noah's story? I think one of the things for me that God is still calling Noah's, like mm-hmm. you and me, um, to trust him, to trust him in a world that seems turbulent and chaotic and dark and um, to take steps of faith. Yeah. Um, he is still asking us to do things that um, are conceivably impossible and maybe even conceivably kind of weird. Um, but it's when we take those steps of faith I think he opens up brand new worlds for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of a different slant up on that same idea. I mean, Noah, what Noah was tasked to do, one, God equipped him for. Yeah. And it was Noah's belief, his faith in who God was, um, but also that reality that we're going to be different. Yeah. And that long obedience where, we, as we mentioned, he probably faced ridicule. And yet he was faithful because he knew what God had called him to do. And he, day by day, yeah. got back out there and kept kept working at that. Um, and then the reward that we see that yeah. comes from that. Yeah, I think I think one for, for me in terms of um, what I can believe about uh, not only God, but even myself is that uh, you mentioned it, that um, God gives us the big picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll let him worry about the details. Yeah. And um, I think that's I think that's a really, really good point. Yeah. Well, thank you, friends, for listening. Um, encourage you to spend some time of your own study of Noah there in Hebrews 11 and Genesis 6 through 8. See what God has to reveal to you through his word today. 